Welcome to Views from the Porch, a lifestyle podcast where we have weekly conversations about some of the biggest challenges young adults face today. Our desire is to use God's word in our experience leading thousands of young adults at the porch to challenge you, push you, keep it real with you, and walk alongside you as you navigate your defining years as a young adult. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live or follow us on social media. And with that, here's this week's episode. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with J.D. Rogers. What's up? Mrs. Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. And Becca from the Block Kepto. Hello, hello. Becca, welcome back. Thank you so much. Were you on the last episode? Um, No, I think I was on two episodes She's been on a ago. couple. Yeah. Nice here, girl. Thank Becca you. is an expert. Expert. <laughs> all things uh, over our comp stuff. But that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We are talking about manifestation. Mm. And I would say, you know, a lot of people are talking about manifestation. Where this is different and worth your time is we're putting manifestation on the hot seat versus prayer. Because I think what we're discovering as it is talked about more is that there's a lot of interpretations out there of what manifestation even is. Mm -hmm. And then... There's also the, so what some people argue is, well, hey, isn't when the Bible says, ask anything in my name and you will receive it, yeah, yeah. isn't that manifesting? Isn't that, the, isn't that the same thing? So just like saying, oh, manifesting works, isn't that just kind of like saying prayer works? Yeah. And so let's first just throw out some of the different views of what manifestation is and then decide which one are we speaking to? Well, here's a question. I feel like manifestation is a new way of putting the name it and claim it. hundred percent. That's exactly what I was about to say. As in like, hey, I see that that six-figure salary. Mm-hmm. I am going to – I see that. I want that. And so I'm going to mentally I, – I, this is where I'm honestly asking questions. Is it that I mentally imagine myself having that and then I try to strive and create goals? David, David, David. I know what you're doing. Yeah, I know. I've seen you on your secret TikTok. <laughs> I've seen you with your crystals. That is true. Manifesting a six-figure salary. It's a secret TikTok. Your- I knew when I accepted <laughs> you that. You are in, in ministry. Wake up. You're in ministry. Whatever that. It's not going to happen. John Smith 09, I knew it was you. <laughs> and I accepted. Better than D. Millie. That's what yours is. <laughs> oh, what if it really was? How... How common? No, I'm, but legitimately, I'm asking. Like, isn't that it? Where do, do you imagine, and then you just are like, and now I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe that that will be mine and work towards that end. Is that is that basically what name it? I mean, manifestation is. Yeah, I mean, it's the idea of saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's different interpretations. So here's some of them. Basically, where I felt like we need to like talk about the interpretation of what it is is because we posted about it on the porch's Instagram, mm-hmm. and then all these people. Are like no, you're you're. That's not what manifestation is. You've got it all wrong. Yeah. And the next person's like, that's exactly what it is. I'm. That's that's so true. Thank you for speaking against it. And someone's like, no, that's not what it is. And I'm like, see, that's how you know this thing's messed up. Yeah. Is that no one even knows what it is. You get yeah. to kind of define what it is to you. And anything in life that you get to go, I get to kind of make up what this is for me. Yeah. You're in trouble. Like I mean, but people think Christianity is like that. Like people think faith and truth is are like that right now. Yeah, and they're about to get spat out of his mouth. Uh, because yeah. of it. But but what is the most broadly accepted like what do you think most people mean when you say that? I think that most okay, I think there's two worlds. I think there's there are Christians that because there is probably a lack of 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. There's probably a lack of discipleship in their life. Yeah. Mm. And what disciples them are their phones and not people. Mm. And so because of that, they're following trends and not truth. I'll oh, just keep going if you oh, want. Oh, yes. the point, Man, preach it. Because of that, they're going with the tide. Yeah. But Christianity is all about going against it, but they're going with it. And so because of that, manifestation, I'm gonna speak to this. It's like there's the lost world doing it. That I'm like, of course. Yeah. If you don't have God. It is up to you mm-hmm. to get what you want. In your mind, it makes total sense. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But then Christians, it's like leaked into cultural and progressive Christianity. And it's like, oh, I get to have God on his throne, but also I get to kind of be like this little G practicing God that it's kind of on me to get my desired outcome in life. But like through God, it's like rather than being sovereign, He's just like a like a provider. He's like a like a like a vending machine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make them God and God just a tool? Well, that's why we're having this podcast, David. That's what we're going to teach them. Look, man, <laughs> I, you guys, Becca's over here manifesting things right now. Uh-huh, in her mind, a spouse. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> no. But but for real. So let's first just speak to the one of of not not practicing Christians. And let's just say that this comes across because they typed in manifestation, they come across this podcast. To them, they are they are saying, Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a manifestation board, a vision yep. board, I'm gonna make a five year plan, ten year plan. I will have success. Yeah. I will have positivity today. I will, I will, I will. And then whatever they say, it's on them to accomplish. Where this gets interesting is, is I there is some truth to that. So just speak to that, like the confusion around, you know, you can't say I'm going to lose 20 pounds without getting up and going to the gym. Yeah. So like, and then God, you can't say God, you wouldn't pray. God, help me lose 20 pounds. Oh, sure. God, you'd be like, God would be like, well, quit eating canes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And go work out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so God, give me the strength, the, you know, all that stuff. But there's still a component that you would have to play. I think that's where it can get muddy is the difference in prayer and manifestation. Yeah. Well, I, and, and the thought, like the thought, like you're, it's not just the action, it's the power of your thoughts. So if you're consistently thinking about eating healthy and working out, you know what I mean? Something's going to change in your behavior. Yeah, uh, honestly, this is a, a topic where I feel like I'm less fluent than probably all three of you maybe on this. But what I think I hear you saying is what's the difference between uh, asking God for something, hoping that it'll happen because we know that we can bring everything to God in prayer, anything that's weighing us down, cast all your cares on him. What's the difference between that and manifesting something? I think if I'm understanding it right, it would be the assumption that if I, um, it's a it's a version of the word of faith movement or the perspective of a teaching in Christianity, which may not even actually be Christianity, that assumes if you believe enough, then you will see the mountains move before you. And I have seen that if you believe hard in this year, you will get married out of debt. You're going <laughs> to see the rivers of singleness part and you will walk across the marriage on dry. Wow. And, and <laughs> that's not bad, huh? No, it's yeah. crushing. Yeah. You go be a voice actor, dude. He does uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, which is just not true. And this is, again, where I'm kind of fumbling because I'm learning, so I really do want to hear yeah, other yeah. people's perspectives. I think the um, 
the thing that is the danger there, and name it, claim it theology is an older way of putting kind of this, of like, man, hey, I'm going to believe this, and if I believe it hard enough, then the cancer is going to go away. And that's just not true. And if it could be true, or if the Bible taught that, and if that was actually real, man, everyone would want to say that. That would be awesome. There's a way in which that would be really awesome. We know that what the Bible actually teaches is even better, which is, hey, everything you want to happen, you're not God. There is a God, and everything that does happen, he's sovereignly over, and you're not as good of a God. It's not even close as the actual one true God, and so there's a comfort that comes knowing he's in control of all things, and our role is still to go to him in prayer. It's not a bad thing to pray for um, you know, the desires in your heart while asking God, will you align my desires with you. Where you started was non-believers. I wonder, based on what you're describing of manifestation, if the fact that they are um, believing into this, because there's a spiritual element, it seems, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's almost a reflection of the fact that there's a hole in their heart, and everybody is going to look for something to be a solution towards that. Yeah. I think a lot of the um, problems in our world are a reflection of the fact that like politics has gotten insane. Like everything is so politically charged, it's become like a sport. And I think that's because people have left faith. They've left behind, they don't have, and their God has become politics. So the God could become sports. A God could become anything. Yeah. And I think people looking to manifest, it's another flavor of the fact that they were created to walk in relationship with God and the desire to see um, things happen and to believe in something still exists in every human heart. So that would be, I think a reflection of, even a non-believer, it kind of points to the fact that, like, let me use another example of a hole that people try to fill. The social justice movement right now, which anytime you have to add an adjective on the front of something, it just is a dangerous thing. It's, you know, it, what's interesting, that and actual justice. So that aside, all of that passion that even non-believers have to see justice, I think is the imprint of the finger or the image of God on their life, that all of us were created in the image of God who is perfectly just. And so that's just another flavor of somebody wanting to believe something and wanting uh, to see um, good happen in their life and wanting some sort of spiritual element just points to the fact that even non-believers have a hole to try to fill. That's really crazy and really scary because I think you're so right, David. And there are a lot of people listening to this right now that we probably actually maybe may have scared mm-hmm. thinking like, hey, I'm looking for God, but I'm like missing it yeah. and finding it in other places. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. What, what was the quote? Uh, remind me, the clip. That that we put out there on Instagram that was controversial. Like, what were you saying, Mommy? Well, one of the things I said was like, if you can just name it and claim it, why didn't you manifest COVID nineteen away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone was saying that's like saying, like saying manifesting doesn't work by that. That's like saying prayer doesn't work because I you could pray that COVID nineteen would go away, and it wasn't happening. Yeah. And so I know what I would say to that. What would you say to that? Well, I'm, uh, this is where, again, being ignorant on manifestation, I would say the uh, prayer not working or prayer working is not defined based on whether or not you get everything that you want. But how would they respond on manifestation not working? Well, so that's the thing. That's where it gets confusing between how non-believers practice this and believers because where it gets confusing if you're a believer and you practice manifestation is that's like, what I'm trying to show people is manifestation. The actual definition is saying I can. Yeah. Prayer is saying God, you can if you want. 
Like that's the that's the difference. And the fear of manifestation is saying, I can. And if you're a Christian, you're saying, I can if with God, God if God or with God allows. But the problem is, is then if it doesn't happen, you're mad at you're mad, You're mad at, at God. God. But I don't think they're saying, I can if God allows. Like, I don't think that people are holding it open-handedly. I think people are saying, I can with God. Yeah. Right. Or I will. Or I will with God. Right. But then but then they don't. And then, like, suddenly it's, like, with God. And it's, like, but when it doesn't happen, now it's God's, it's God's fault. It's on God. Like, completely his fault. And I'm, like, no, you just didn't get the job. Like, there was someone better than you. And so that's where I think it gets can get really muddy and tricky is they're paralleling it to prayer. Yeah. And so speak to two verses in the Bible that people often use to defend this. One, the Lord knows my heart, and the Bible says that he will give me the desires of my heart. Yeah. Mm. I think ultimately he is the desire of your heart. And that's not just a Jesus juke. It is, I think, I think there's a way in which every human is homesick for heaven. And by that, I mean, think of the things that people search in their life for, and they, they look for comfort. The Bible says, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore, Psalm 16. They look for security. The Bible says that those who trust in him shall never be moved. They look for, and by security, they look for, we look for security in our physical look. Um, people pursue money and make money an idol because it makes them feel secure if I just have enough in the bank. Ultimately, security is found not in um, a dollar amount in the bank. It's found in God. You can have all the money in the world, but if the economy tanks and the dollar's not worth anything, you have no security. So these things that we chase after trying to uh, um, pursue are trying to fill something that really ultimately only God can provide. A um, confidence in themselves or a identity that is not moved up and down based on how I perform at work is something that can only be given by God when I have a security that's found in Him. So my point is, I think we chase a lot of these different things where we're ultimately looking to um, things that can never satisfy. There's no amount of salt water in the ocean that can quench your thirst. Only water without salt water, because salt water makes you only more thirsty. And the same way, there's no amount of money in the world that can give you ultimate lasting security. And ultimately, the desires of all of our hearts are in Him. So when you and I seek the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart, He knows He is ultimately the desire of our heart, which is something He wants to give us more than anyone. So I don't honestly think that's even... I think it's a really misunderstood verse, but what would y'all say? I think the first part of the verse says, delight yourself in the Lord, yes. and he will give you the desires of your heart. So because it's like, he is yeah. the desire. And when you're delighting in him, you're experiencing yeah. the desire of your heart. Totally. I think what's good about this movement is it does take away, like, I think on one end of the spectrum, there can be this wishy-washy, like, oh, but God, like, if you want to, could you maybe um, grant my mom health? It's like, no, you can pray boldly. Like, you can ask for things. You know, God cares about what you care about. Cast all your cares on God because he cares for you, right? Yes, totally. And then then we've swung all the way over to the other end of the spectrum in culture saying, like, you have all the power and the authority over your own life. And it's like, what you're not leaving room for there is, like, what if you're wrong? What if you try to manifest X, Y, and Z into your life and it's the absolute worst thing for you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you might be—you don't know better than God. Totally. So then what do you make of the verse that where Jesus says, but I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say that mountain move and it will move. Like Becca, you got this one? Yeah, so I think that's where I get confused too, David, and I think that's probably where a lot of um, our listeners are at when they're thinking of manifestation and you are a Christian. Maybe you know that you can pray bold, 
prayers, but you're wondering what that looks like because you also hear, like in JD's last message, you were talking about how faith has to also, or it requires action. And so how do you differentiate then praying boldly um, and you participating by taking action and actually like stepping out and believing that God can make things happen and move in big ways? Yeah, I think those are all okay things. It just, you, if you apply to his point, JD's point, when he said, hey, but then it doesn't happen. And if you're assuming that if I believe enough and I pray enough, it for sure will happen, it's just not true. And let's go back to that verse of, hey, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. you can move a mountain. I think there's a way in which that is certainly a reflection of salvation, that, hey, a belief and trust that Jesus paid on the cross, transfers that uh, died in your place, rose from the grave. That belief, if you confess your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised from the dead, transfers you in your eternal destiny. It moves billions, it moves more than mountains. It moves you out of hell and into heaven forever and ever and ever and ever. I also think there's a way in which, in a very practical sense, there's mountains we see that are moved all the time through the power of belief. And what, here's what I mean by that, because this is where it gets really, really like, mm-hmm. oh man, we think if I just <clears throat> harder, then it'll happen. <laughs> and that's just, that's, that is not uh, a reflection of what faith is. The Bible says faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not yet seen. And so we have seen mountains moved, and, and I'm going to give this answer, and then I want you to react to it and, and almost um, play... Um, the devil's advocate. Okay. Okay. The mountain of um, what's a disease that we've seen cured? Cancer. Uh, uh, well, cancer has not been. Oh, like really you cured. mean eradicated? Uh, yeah. Like nationwide or yeah. worldwide? Polio? I don't know. Yeah, polio is a great one. Or okay. the introduction of penicillin, which happened like a hundred years ago, that allowed okay. us to fight. You know, I'm deadly allergic, by the way, to the penicillin? penicillin. Yeah, I'll oh, stop wow, slipping it in your drink then. Wow. Sorry, one of man's mean. greatest inventions. You'll never be able. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. oh. there's something there. Yeah, the yeah, there is something there. So whatever it is, people believed there is a cure behind this, and that belief drove them to search and search out for a cure. We saw the mountain of slavery move in our country, and it should, and it was a horror, and it's a terrible thing. But somebody said, I believe this is wrong. And the mountain of slavery, so to speak, was moved. And so there is a way in which, in a practical level, that belief can drive somebody to say, hey, I believe that there is a cure for cancer. And certainly, we hope that there is. And people right now, out of that belief, are spending billions and billions of dollars in order to see that happen. So that's in a practical sense. But I think if you take it at a spiritual level, Jesus is saying, Hey, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which is very, 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 a little bit of faith is going to have a profound ability to do tremendous things. And the clearest example of that is heaven and hell. I think that the reason why this is so important, and it, and it can't be like, well, this is my interpretation. This is up to me like to decide what I do with this. Yeah. Is because, take a little bit of a dark turn, um, like in the time in my life where I actually tried to manifest something the most was when I was laying next to my dying father. Mm. And I remember my family gave me time alone. And I remember he couldn't talk. So it was kind of me just talking out loud to myself. And um, I was saying, God, I have faith. You can heal him. You can make him speak right now. You can, I know, like, please, 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 please. And then he died and the next morning and if you don't decide now like if you don't 
decide now what you believe about this. Because I hadn't decided in that moment, mm-hmm. God was the bad guy. And so I I made a lot of poor decisions in the months to follow because I didn't, I chose to believe that I get to make up what I believe about this topic. And because God didn't change the the cancer, because I didn't have enough faith, one, because it, I believe that it was about faith of a mustard seed that could move the mountain, could heal the cancer. Well, then I was the, I was the cause of my dad's death. Like, oh, if I would just have had, why couldn't I have manifested enough faith the size of a freaking mustard seed? What does that even mean then? Like, I, how do you even do it? And I just kept saying over and over, I, I do, I do, I do, I do. And then nothing happened. I'm like, wait, then what does that mean? Did I just kill my dad? Like, could I have changed the narrative? And that can really mess you up. Yeah. And so that's why this is a really passionate subject for us and why we want you because then I had to go and chase down the answers. And what I came to see was that it, it had nothing to do with me. And, and it had nothing to do with God not showing up. And so I could go on and on about that lesson, but I think that's just me saying, hey, this is why it matters. You can't just walk away going, oh, no, it's all just yeah, what there, you want to make of it. Yeah, there are a lot of people really wounded by even Christians saying, hey, you didn't ha- it's because you didn't have enough faith. Yes. It's yeah. so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Or because a sin in your life yeah. keeps you from having enough faith. Because it's taken away. Like you, you right now, the scriptures say, right now you see in part. Like you can't see the full picture. We don't. We have no clue what God was doing through your dad's death, as tragic and awful as that is. Mm-hmm. It's so terribly sad. And God grieves with you, and God was close with you. You know. Yeah. yeah. Was let me ask a couple questions because I, I I think there's some weird ironies underneath this. Like, and I don't want to invalidate, but I'm asking because sometimes it's good to see it from another lens. Like, is tragic. Like, that's so tragic, man. I've told you that so many times, mm-hmm. just losing your father. Um, and um, and yet there's a way in which he did. I mean, he's healed. Right. You know? And um, and I don't say that to minimize the pain of it's still really hard for everybody not or everybody that's, you know, left behind. Because he's in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I ran out of I ran out of time. I was gonna talk about this in my message last Tuesday, but I, the perspective that changed was, and my dad actually said this to me many times before he died. He would say, God heal me the moment that he called me his son. I was forever healed. And that's before he knew he had cancer. He said, I'm healed. Dude, I love your dad. Because Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> but he's like, I'm, I'm in eternity in heaven. Like my fate is sealed. I'm healed. We'll see now if I just have an extended period on earth, but this isn't my home. And the reason why that was hard for me to accept is because what I have to come to grips with is something in me believes that earth is better than heaven and that this life is better than heaven. And so my dad did nothing but level up in his death. And Paul talks about that. And my dad understood that it was just hard for me who's left behind to see that. But he sees a reality that I, like you said, I only see in part. Also, it's like what's so crazy is before my dad got cancer, I would say, God, I want to be... I want to help people see you. And when you roadmap my life, it is so clear how my greatest moment of suffering is what led me to my first job, which is what led me to my next job, led me to my next job. And now I'm here speaking about this. And 
I always think, what what would I be doing if I my dad didn't pass away? Like, mm-hmm. What would I be doing right now? And so there's just so much. I'm like, sure, I wish I could be doing this and my dad be alive to call tonight. Totally. But it's like, oh, it's so clear how God used such pain and the honestly the fall of man. He still used it to work something that I, yeah. And that's what's cool is, you know, we want to make it about God and about us and all that. And God's like, I'm in all of this for your good, for my glory. And by the way, and then you're going to be in eternity with me and your dad. Like you're in a little sliver. So it's taking a turn, but like, that's why I think it's important because that's why it, it matters. And I think manifestation, the real force behind it is because we believe that this is it. So if I don't amount for something, if I don't get the spouse, if I don't get the success, yeah. if I don't get my best life now, well, then what's the point of life? Because I'm just going to be buried in the ground. Like, this is yeah, it. we believe this is it. And I think there's this plague of insecurity around us that we feel like we're, we have to be on the defense for, where it's like you look around and you're you're scrolling TikTok, Instagram, all these things and seeing other people's lives and feeling less than, less than, less than. Mm-hmm. And then so almost you fight back saying, I can, I will accomplish what I, you know what I mean? And with God, there's just, there's just like incorrect fighting back against some of the insecurities that plague us, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I mean, at the heart of manifestation, I think, if I'm understanding it, is a... Self-seeking goals, yeah, right. I mean, the Bible calls us to seek the will of God or seek the kingdom of God, and and it's manifestation seems like it's generally, um, it's hey, I'm not going to manifest that everyone in this group is going to be saved. Uh, maybe a better way would be to say, hey, I'm going to pray that everyone in my family will be saved, versus manifesting as though I believe hard enough and then it'll certainly happen. But most of manifestation, I think, as I understand it, is more. It's very worldly. It's like I'll manifest. I'm going to drive a Tesla, or I'm going to yeah. have that sa- salary, or I'm going to have right. That's that the that's the goal. And so to wrap us up, like what I would say to the Christian who right now is saying they practice manifestation, I would say I think that you are more biblically accurate than you think. I think you're just using confusing language. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hey, it's just not worth it. It's not worth if you're going. No, no, no. I'm asking God to help me get. A job. I got I'm jobless since COVID and I'm praying and I just call it manifesting. I would just mm-hmm. I would just shepherd you and say, Hey, let's not. Let's say it's called I'm prayer. trusting God. Yeah. I'm trusting God with outcomes, understanding that He's sovereign despite results. And so that's I would just say, man, if there's anything that can leave room for confusion to to look like the world or be of the world, let's just get rid of it. And let's just I mean, the Bible doesn't need Things added to it. Doesn't need language added to it. It's prayer, supplication, make a request known to God. And even if, even if what I want doesn't happen, like God is still good. He hasn't changed. Right. I do want to end with one last question. Um, I think we've spent a lot of this episode talking about a lot of the deeper sides of manifestation. So manifesting cancer away, manifesting success. But I also think that a lot of confusion lies when people say that they're just manifesting good energy, good yeah. vibes. Yeah. So what would you say to Christians and non-Christians who think that they're just going to, um, they look at it as maybe flipping their mindset and they're just going to have a more like positive 
mindset, but they're going to do that through just manifesting good energy and good vibes. Yeah, I just think it's worldly language. And I love positivity. My number one on Strength Finders. Yeah, I, you're I, so I, good I'm at it, David. One of the most positive people out there. You are. But we call him a positive interpreter. Like most people are negative interpreters. <laughs> yeah. David's a positive interpreter. Yeah, I'm like, how did that. I'm like, how did you get positivity? Out of <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but I just think it's worldly language because it's like there is no such thing as positive, quote unquote, energy that comes from sort of outside. I think we have hope, we have joy, that all comes from the spirit. And I just think it's confusing worldly language. So I, I just would, um, knowing that even the most positive people are going to have days where they find out uh, news that is horrible mm-hmm. and and that somebody they love died too soon or that they lost the job or that the uh, industry, the business is folding. Like, it's just all going to happen. And a lot of that is not the result of whether or not they they uh, manifested positive energy. It's the result of living in a fallen, broken world. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. And so we can still have hope and joy because of him and what is to come. But knowing that in this life, no matter how much positive energy you try to um, manifest, it's just not going to always be there when you find out your dad is, is sick and he's moments away from dying and he can't speak. Yeah, And it might be fake if you try to like muster that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. La- last thing, just... Gotta wrap up. We were talking about this earlier. You know, like in relationships where a girl gets super controlling because she feels like the guy's pulling away. So what does she do? She wants peace in the relationship. So she like latches on. The claws and she come begins, out. She, yeah, the claws come out. She attaches herself. We about to run into another episode. I'm trying <laughs> but, to call yeah. this one. <laughs> but, in, but in reality, it's making the guy like pull away and it's making it like not peace, but really it's it's filled with anxiety and stress and I got to get out of this. Yeah. The same thing is what manifestation does. So you're claiming because I want a life of peace, I'm going to latch on to my goals. Yeah. And the, the problem with that is though, then the the storm of life hits that like what COVID nineteen you can't yeah you can't control that and but you you've created this delusional life that you can control because it's your goals your work your dreams and now something comes that's like well what job are you gonna get now because all jobs just went away so because of that what you do is you're like but I want peace and the job will give me peace so you latch on and just like that relationship it causes actually way more frustration, exhaustion, anxiety. It produces all these other things that oppose peace. And so it's like, that's why I say it's delusional because you think that you can give yourself peace, but you've never, you can't. And so the Bible says he keeps us in perfect peace. And so that's where I'm just saying, apart from the power of Jesus, you can't, you can't experience the fruit of the spirit. And that's why we need him. And it's, it's, interesting to find peace is to let go like that's it's it something in us that's counter to that we think to find peace is to obtain and to do my thing and it's like no no no. true peace comes from letting go but we want hope you know what i mean yeah. we want something to look forward to yeah and it gives us you know what i mean even feel it makes us feel not powerless to quote-unquote manifest something or it, it's like the same reason a it's trip. Sense of, it's sense of control. Yeah, yeah. sense of yeah. control. But and we don't have it. It's a delusional one. But so yeah. we got to wrap up. All right, that's it. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. And as always, if you have questions, email us at info at the porch.live. We'll see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the porch, follow us on social media or visit us at theporch.live. And as always, go in peace and love to serve the Lord this week. Oh,